0: Até
1: Cheers. Welcome to the Michigan Bro's Grow Show. Grow Show Live, episode 54. I'm Skilbo One, and the gang is all here. I hope everybody out there is having a good weekend and able to sit down, smoke a few bowls, and have a few laps with us. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hitting the intro, Skilbo. Well, I had to get all the screens situated.
2: Uh, we had remembered the intro this time. We forgot last week. Sorry, abolish. And sorry to all the viewers. But uh, we remembered it this week, so everyone got a chance to watch it again. Uh, let's go through and uh, introduce everyone. Red Setter, where can everyone find you, sir?
3: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, you can find me right here on the Bro Show on the Late Sesh Monday nights at 11 p.m. live. Uh, you can find me on the Frugal Force and on Instagram. Uh, happy to get into it with everybody. What's going on? Thank you, Red. Dank Man Dan, where can everyone find you, sir? Uh,
4: you can find me on Instagram at Dankman Dan. You can find me here at the Bro Show. You can find me Thursday mornings at the Wake and Bake with the Grow Ski. Thanks for having me.
2: Thanks for coming, Dan. Mr. Spartan
4: Grown, welcome, sir. What's
0: up, guys? I'm Spartan Grown. You can find me on Instagram at Spartan Grown or right here on YouTube with the Michigan Bros Grow Show or at the Cheap Home Grow or at the GML
2: Show. Those are the three shows I'm on mostly. <laughs> Thanks, Spartan. Uh, Yeti Stash welcome sir
5: what is up guys you can find me here on the bro show and you can find me on instagram at yeddy stash
2: thank you thank you and abolish farms and miss c
6: abolish farms you can find me on ig youtube and wherever you see mbgs productions
7: miss cantaloupe you can find me on instagram
2: thank you guys and then scobo what's up scobo you got a new new background
1: do you know i took my business card that i made and i was like you know what this is saved as a png so why don't i just try to fucking change it up again for the ninth time with the background keep going so you on your toes
2: so when you're doing your intro you can read off your
1: background if i had eyesight to do so i definitely could like mr magoo over here man well where
2: can everyone find you scobo
1: I am Skillbo one on Instagram, and I also have a couple of backup burner accounts out there that you might stumble across somewhere along the way.
2: Got a skateboarding account. He's got a Skillbo 17
8: Instagram account. Burner accounts. They're all prepaid. I'm like KD. Prepaid Instagram account. Yeah, they're all prepaid. Well, thank you everyone for joining us.
2: Um, I don't know what we want to get into first. We I can't remember what we were talking to right before we got in here. We are talking about different methods of taking clones and stuff. Um, maybe we can start with that, I guess. Spartan was talking about a new clone strategy they had. So Spartan, can you share that with us? <laughs> yeah,
0: I was just going back to basics, kind of lazy Spartan. And I was like, fuck this cloning bullshit. Well, the the thing with cloning that I hate the most is when they, um, the hardening off. So, how I usually, what I mean by hardening, I should get back up. What I mean by hardening off is uh, once they come out of a, a very humid clone dome and then they go introduced into a space that's not quite as humid, sometimes they struggle. How i originally, how I usually combated that was, is I would open up the vents on my clone dome really early on, like after day two day three of taking a clone and uh, forced them to root in an environment that's not super humid. <laughs> and that way uh, it would take a little longer for them to root. But once they were rooted that I didn't really have an issue when they came out of the clone domes. when they went into the first planting, they were just fine. It was still frustrating me. So I said, you know what, fuck it. What if I just skip the clone dome and just take the clone and not wait for it to be rooted and put it directly in that plant, you know, that first planting. So that's what I did, but I took extra. So I needed four, and I was telling you guys, I took six of the snow cane, and I ended up two of them wilted up on me, but the other four took. So uh, I'm super stoked about that.
6: I think you're on to something there because the main issue with the soil tech when you're doing cloning is a consistent contact with every bit of that uh, stem that's in the soil so you don't get any kind of dampening off or whatever rot. So putting it in that root ride cube just, you know, you're ensuring that you don't do it. So
0: it gives me a little buffer.
6: Yeah, it totally works. I mean, if you have plenty of cuts to take or whatever, and you want to save the root rides, just throw them all in there. If it doesn't, if the cone doesn't root, just reuse the cup. It's, there's nothing wrong with it.
0: And then you don't have to have like a space space for domes and stuff. You could just have like a tray and you just fill it with your, you know, one gals or whatever you're planting. In.
2: Just like it's I think it's fun because there's a constant debate on what method people should use to clone or whatever. Whichever one works. I honestly I was thinking of deal. I was honestly thinking of how can I start these
0: plants off with a sip uh sub irrigation. So that was what I was thinking. I was like I gotta get them in a container then I can just put them in a tray and flood the tray. Um so that's really the 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 reasoning behind everything was like man if mm-hmm. I can if i can automate my clone thing then i can go away for a day or two and not even worry about clones
3: that was kind I've of i've always been i've always been a little i don't want to say confused but i just um yeah, the dome thing because when i use my cloner, i don't mist or anything uh, i put them directly in the in the cloner. the the bottoms of the i don't know the top or whatever i took you know the, the clone the bottom of it is in the water about a half of an inch and it's aerating it's bubbling. But um, the only time that I've ever had the, the clones actually fall over and go limp on me was when I did not water my plants prior to taking clones And ever since as long as I'm, as long as I, I water my plants, my clones don't flop over. Now I also don't leave my clones out you know as soon as I take the clone they go into a cup and then from the cup they go directly into the cloner once I you know manicure them up or whatever but you know, they don't, they don't get air for, they don't get air pockets or anything. Um, I don't use rooting hormone or any of that stuff either. I just go straight into the, the cloner with uh, a little bit of nutrient solution in it. <clears throat> Usually you only see the domes when we are using like cubes and root riots and that type of
2: stuff. You won't see them with like an oxycloner or anything like that, right?
3: Right. And, and that's my curiosity is if my, my curiosity is uh, why are we using them in the first place i haven't really tried root riot cubes or anything without them but then again i've never really had the right environment and i'm i'm kind of excited to get out to cloning in a room that's going to have you know 65 70 percent humidity because i'm thinking i can just stick um wool or root riot cubes directly in on a 10 20 tray maybe in some perlite or something and put the clones right in them yeah you probably not, can not use a dome
2: but the reason why we use domes is because we don't have a room that's the right
3: environment, so the dome creates that environment. Right. So why does it? Why do I not need a dome with the oxycloner when my room is thirty? You're getting
2: nutrition because you're getting your water. The stem
0: yeah, it's getting all its water through the stem, whereas you know it's so it, dispersed in water, it, but you know when you're in a root right cube, you, you only have that moisture that's around, that's physically around the stem at that point. It doesn't have that constant supply of water at all times. There's a dry
4: out too fast? Also, you're because wanting the stomata, the leaf, to open up so it can, you know, absorb nutrition through the leaf too.
3: Because in my mind, as long as the, as long as the root riot cube is saturated, so should the stem be saturated, also.
0: I think it's the same thing. Like if you just take cuttings and put them in a glass of water, they'll be fine. They don't right, wilt. right. You know, it comes right. I up have this one down. sitting on
3: my kitchen counter right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We do that even at work. We'll take and put them in cups for a day or two
2: before we even plug them.
3: Yeah, my curiosity... Kind of along
2: the line of your thinking, Red, is the same reason why Spartan's opening his dome on day two. is like to get away from the dome as fast as possible so that it...
1: And that's where I used to make my mistakes, is that I was always terrified that they would wilt off and since I was such a shitty cloner back in the day that I'd be like, oh, I got to leave it closed. like leave it closed. So after a week goes by and shit, you know, the plants are You know are I think
3: they also there. wilt off at is that hard, that hard shock because they've been sitting in that dome that's almost 100% humidity. And then if you leave it off for more than like an hour, you know, they, they stress out.
6: That's another, that's something I'm on to hit on there is like, yeah, the, some of these techs are really, really nice, convenient, convenience wise for us. But it might be hard on the plant, it might actually stress it, and we know we only get so many, you know, deposits into that stress bank before issues come up. So are we winning? Like, is the convenience worth the risk? Like, if you baby it in a clone dome and then do all the proper steps, step it up, I think that the plant's going to be a lot happier. But soil tech totally works, and I, I don't know if it stresses it out or not. I'm just guessing it would be harder on it than somebody, you know, getting babied all the way up.
0: See, and I'm at the opposite side of the spectrum where, I mean, obviously it only works to a point, but I think it, like a muscle, you have to stress it in some aspect, otherwise it withers away. You know what I mean? So you have to give us some kind of stress to build strength. Like yeah. like a fan, like, you know, putting a fan on, it makes it you know, build stronger stalks, you know, that kind of example.
2: Maybe that early stress helps you find herms
8: before you end up late in flower. Ooh. Tossing out bad words right out of the gates, guys.
1: <laughs> so I apologize for that.
2: It's true, though. Like, if you never stress your plants, um, maybe the first time that they encounter that is, you know, week four in your flower cycle and then uh, you stress it for the first time and then see what happens. It might be better to learn what happens earlier on so you're not quite as invested.
3: Or as catastrophic. Yeah, dome cloning can be tough if you don't, like Spartan said, harden off properly. Like if you don't know the venting techniques or, I mean, it can also vary depending on genetics. I have it, it definitely varies throughout the season. You know, if you're not paying attention to your humidity, or if you don't have a humidity monitor in your room, like I I've tried to take clones in the wintertime and was like, hey, how come this same process that I was using in the summertime is killing my clones? You know, and then I would get used to a process in the wintertime and then summertime would come around and I would start killing my clones again using the same process. What the hell am I doing? You know, get a humidity gauge and find out that, oh, it's my environment.
2: You have a lot of those same problems in your grow room if you're using ambient air you know, as you're cooling, so you have a it's very exactly different exactly. set of, of air, you know, inside and outside. Oh yeah. Winter harvests were always better. Yeah. Winter harvest generally will do better because you got drier air that you're able to pull in and you don't have to run dehumidifiers as often, or maybe not at all. Um, and temperature is a lot lower Then the summertime. You got to turn lights down and
1: run dehues all the time to try to get it to work out. And keep my lights floored, man. I keep
8: those things at 100%, fuck it, we'll just do something about it later on. More power, Captain, more.
6: You should try those uh, Easy Swap Pod Solos, I was partnering with that tech right there, because I actually hold my clones for quite a few weeks in those before they start showing signs of stress. I just do that right there, just fill up my tray, come back in a week, fill it back up.
0: Yeah, that sounds. that's kind of what I was thinking of doing, you know what I mean? But I wanted to see if they would take without having to be rooted first before I put them in those, you know what I
1: mean? That could also be strain-specific, too. I mean, to a degree, some strains might do it um, with more flair, you know what I mean? Other ones may be, like, bedraggled and looking like hell.
0: Yeah, for sure. I've got different strains that will, like, root, like, weeks before other strains, like, consistently. They're just some of What's your fastest one? Spartan Glue and um, snow cane both root really fast. Well,
1: when I was over at Red's house, he was nice enough to take a few clips from the Rainbow Driver outside for me. And I brought those back and I put them in my cloner. And that was basically on Tuesday. And last night when I walked in, I started seeing the first things of roots and I'm using an oxycloner. So I'm all about, I just get so happy when a plant will start showing anything before seven days, man. You know you got it. That lets you flip to flower and everything else if that's the issue, you know, because you, you don't want to flip before, you know, if you know it's got a root or not.
6: Please tell me you're doing that clone in like a separate bathroom or something that's not direct. No,
1: it's it's no room. it's nowhere around anything. It's not even on the right. same floor of the house.
6: My heart dropped there for a minute. Like, no. Oh.
2: What do you got to say about Red's Grow Abolished?
6: This so, is outdoor. I if you took any of my outdoor, I wouldn't want you putting that in <laughs> yeah. there. Hell no. I don't care how clean it looks, there might be some <laughs> fucking ninja bug in the stalk.
3: I wonder if it rooted so oh. fast, part of because of the uh the health of the plant that you took it off of. You know, being oh, in, uh, she was a beautiful mom. A man. no-till environment. And
1: you know, all the clay minerals. Breaking it down, man. Red Setter Farm is actually really, really, really cool, man. Like not just the guy, but the actual physical location. Is is sweet. You know, you start walking through and you're like, Oh shit, there's cannabis plant. You start walking along, you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. Oh hey, there's another one. Okay. And everything is just working like magic. The soil is nice. Uh but it I mean how many different things do you think you have out there, Brad?
3: Mm, I don't know, a couple dozen.
1: Yeah. Not, not many.
3: Not many. I mean it's not crazy. I'm I'm working on it, but a couple dozen maybe. A few dozen maybe varieties. You mean, do you mean cannabis or do you mean? I mean,
1: everything. That okay. whole, right. The whole yeah. farm thing is just, <clears throat> yeah, cannabis, just row. a couple
3: of varietals of cannabis. But, um, yeah, quite a bit. I, you know, I have everything from squash and beans. And, you know, he there's, does, there's some corn that's trying, but it's mostly sunflowers. I really like sunflowers. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to work on perennial flowers and as much stuff that'll come back and attract pollinators as much as I can. I want as many bees and, uh, uh, those kind of like aggressive, um carnivorous type of, of bugs that are going to go after some of the, the pests that might want to be on my cannabis plants. Uh, if I'm tracking dragonflies, things like that, that's awesome.
1: Uh, butterflies, there's a ton of butterflies. Yeah, yeah, there's tons of there.
3: butterflies out there. Uh, you know, and this time of year, I'm using the hose on a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm entering dry season. Once I start seeing pistols and stuff, I'm going to start cooling out on, you know, really wetting down my plants. But for the most part, I'm spraying off anything that I damaging otherwise there's a lot of pollinators you know the I let a lot of the radish and stuff go to seed or go to flower I let everything else go to seed you know just try to make sure there's a lot of flowers out there
2: I found a few different like uh, what do you call them like worms from moths on my greenhouse plants I was wondering if there's anything that I can do for those things
0: Do you have screens on your
2: um, on your intakes? I don't. Yeah, that's what you need. That's what I you I know. Need. <laughs> we're, we're trying to get away from doing or avoid doing it, but
3: it's going to say words? birds, but you can't really you got a greenhouse, so you can maybe have them inside the greenhouse, but then you're going to do with bird poo.
1: I get birds flying around inside the greenhouse. You can just, <laughs> just get a screen screen door
0: replacement screen, just something, you know what I mean?
1: Anything. You nothing. could you could box it out, too, so it's not right up against it. You know what I mean? Use some one-by-twos and put it up there.
6: Can't you do, like, a... Isn't there such things like a bat box? Like, get you some fucking bats out there?
9: We actually
1: have
3: a bat box out there. Yeah. Not pulling their weight, bro. <laughs> you put a couple birdhouses on the outside and just it's bring this them from, in the air. It's yeah. from the
0: trees right now, too. Some, a lot of these tent worms and shit are fucking coming right out of the trees, man. You can see them.
1: Repelling out of the fucking trees. They were all over Smash the fucking hood of my Admore truck.
2: Mag. That's a great idea. I'm going to try that.
1: You never go wrong. That's always step one. <laughs> I don't but
2: know why. The, I didn't think of it.
1: You got to be
0: super vigilant with those, especially once you get later into flower with your auto flowers you got now because the some of those little cutworms like to go right into the fucking bud and just cause all kinds been, of bud rot.
9: Yeah, I've been
2: yeah. looking really close for that, but I haven't seen them on any of the autos yet, thankfully. Because I think it's because they're a little bit shorter, so that that, I haven't seen. So that they don't see them yet; they're too short, right? Yeah, they're they're getting stuck in all these six foot, seven foot tall plants, not getting on the four foot tall ones.
1: Yeah, it's best to
5: get them out of the way before you get in the flower, though. Put a damper on their parade.
0: Yeah, uh, I would uh, definitely right now be doing screens before it gets bad, man. Yeah. It's you only good. got to do it one time then you're good forever you know what i mean
2: it's just the the design of the intakes for the greenhouse is not conducive for adding screens it's going to be an a good pain but i'll you find build, a way. like an just cut.
0: box that would
2: you could just you could it.
0: check it out you could just fucking check the just get the replacement screen you would for like a replacement screen door Cut out the square of the size a little bit bigger than the than the vent that you have on the out the opening on the outside of the building. Get you a big fucking roll of gorilla tape or duct tape and just duct tape that fucking screen all the way all four corners all the way around. Well, it's gonna be harder than that. I'm just saying. I mean, you can you can have a solution and be done with it, and and you know a day.
2: I think I'm gonna have to do something like Dan is saying, like build a box that fits around the intakes,
0: so but that. You, how is it going to be attached to the wall, the sidewall?
4: Well, the, the, there's it's wood. from the inside, you could screw yeah. it to, from the inside. They make yeah. metal like Simpson brackets. You could you could attach it with, you know, or get some self-tapping metal screws. Screw it right to the, you
2: know, the frame. Yeah. It's just the way that the louvers open. If I were to just try to like duct tape it to the th- it'd just tear a whole of it off. So I gotta
0: oh, the louvers uh, open from the outside? I'm talking about the intake inside the building. That don't the louvers open on the inside? Into the into the greenhouse. Well there's
2: so there's a chain that operates the inside half and then the louvers open on the outside half. So both halves have shit that comes outside of the oh, I intake see that. that's gonna interfere with your idea. So it's just a, everything is a word. So it would be equally in the ass,
0: either having on the outside or the inside. It would be Probably. equally in yes.
2: Yeah, but there's a way, I'm sure. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Your idea I with the, the, the screen is a good
3: idea for sure. Ingenuity. I, I think the box mount's your best bet. Two by four.
0: Oh, Two by biological control zero. for the caterpillar itself would be the Bacillus thuringiensis, but it's the K. So it's not the one that we usually say for cannabis, but it's the one with a K.
2: Rose says get a lion.
3: I like that idea. (laughs) Lion? (laughs) Yeah,
2: lion.
0: That might be expensive. I don't know. I imagine it would be.
2: I'll price it out against the carol surgeons and
1: see what makes sense. Well, you have to make sure that's it's a free range lion. Just put signs up and shit. Just let the neighbors know. Put signs up and shit. Beware of lion free range line and i'll get the picture
6: find it cruel to lock my line in
2: the chat's got a lot of good ideas so i appreciate you guys
0: cheers okay. chat i see there's a, a the other control i have on this thing from bug lady was trichogramma sp i have no idea what that even is some kind of biological control trichogramma sp
5: bacteria
6: it's monterey bt
2: yeah it sounds like a
9: bacteria
6: since we're sharing this week in outdoor disasters like everything's going good i don't see any bugs because like the, the dragonflies are literally having orgies all over the swamp growth but i did have my mandarin cookies is just completely covered in uh mildew everything else is good but that one is just covered
2: yeah that's an that brings up an interesting topic is like breeding for uh outdoor growing and the the difference between like somebody that's breeding strains in california and somebody that's breeding strains for here you know because if you're growing strains outside in california and picking the ones that don't mold or whatever it doesn't necessarily work here in michigan so it's, a it's interesting to get a
1: stress test them here yeah definitely
5: if anything, maybe like Humboldt County area might somewhat resemble us because they get some some damp waves and late flower out there. So maybe like hum- Humboldt Seed or organization, I feel like that might be a good one to go to. If you had yeah, to.
2: you definitely want to grow a variety of strains when you grow outside because one of them inevitably is going to be the one that doesn't work, like like abolished has, and then at least the rest of them do work, you know. If you would have grown six of that one strain, then it would be a wash. So you want to make sure that you don't do that.
5: Yeah, yeah that's for sure. That's a good tactic.
7: Would you guys try and treat it or cut it down?
5: Right
6: now, I would Dr. treat it.
5: Doctor's
6: yeah. Zahn works really well. That's yeah. what I was telling like We got a good... Like, it's just now that strain is just showing the hair. it's so a
7: little bit, So yeah. it's got a
6: good two and a half weeks before there's any danger of spraying on it. So I feel like we can do a rotation of the zymes and a rotation of the plant sulfur. therapy and sulfur, maybe. And if that doesn't knock it down, then get the chop down a humongous plant. I think it'd be funny to have Missy do that one.
5: Well, I've seen the zymes work wonders. Like, I used it at four ounces per gallon. And just, like, it just eats it away, it seems, like. Spray it at, like, sundown time, and it seemed like the next day it was, like, pretty much all gone. So, like, following up the treatments at two ounces per gallon, it seemed like that really did the trick. Like, three or four sprays like that last year's kind of all it took.
2: So it- just wants Miss C to cry on camera. <laughs> I
9: <I'm-> know, right? <laughs> so
6: uh if i do that on there you think it's gonna like hold it off though like it's if it's got it this bad i feel like another whatever nine weeks in flower it's not gonna last because i'm not gonna spray after you know another two weeks
0: yeah about you, about you
6: just
0: back up yeah it's all about environment so i mean i know the weather channels and, and all that are kind of hit or miss but kind of look at the weather patterns and, and and look. Is it going to be warm? Is it going to get cold? Because really, it's this, this cold spell we just got that's, what's, that's kicked off all this fucking know, I've got it on all my squash. And, uh, yeah, it's because these colder nights. So if it looks like it, it does look like after this week it's going to get warm again, but I didn't look past that. But if it's looking like we're going to hold to warm weather patterns, I'd say it's worth treating and, and uh, getting something to harvest. But,
9: you know, it's, it's cold a
0: gap
6: It'd be cool just to to teach Missy e that myself, I would just chop it. When I seen that yesterday, it would have been gone because the four other plants out there would have covered whatever. You know, I could have scrogged them over that way. I got a bunch of nuts in there. So it's, it'd be a good learning experience. And it'd be cool if it works. I mean, that would be a huge all shout right. out to Z- Dr. Zimes if it does.
5: Yeah, I seen Dr. Zion did like a trial garden last year where they were like spraying seemed like almost like all through flower and they harvested like a nice looking crop. It didn't look like it affected it negatively at all. Yeah, it's undetectable.
2: As soon as it's dried on the leaf, it's gone.
5: It's just citric acid, it's like pretty much like cleaning your fruits and veggies with, you know? Mm
9: -hmm.
5: Like people even use that post harvest like citric acid based product (laughs) to dunk and clean their outdoor crops. So if you had to pick one, I feel like that'd be the safest one to use, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm hoping I don't need to use any. I do have a couple sample bottles of Dr. Zyme sitting over here, but uh, I'm hoping, well, you're going to see after this, but it rained for like the last two days straight. And then we've had, like Spartan saying, some cooler nights. So this will be the test. I had really good luck with the Grape Ape last season and it finished well. I had very little to almost no mold at all. So like half of my outdoor is Grape Ape. So I really hope that the weather patterns this year are somewhat similar to. You know, not change that up on me because that'd really suck if, uh, if I ended up. Playing. It can't be worse than last year, right? If if it survived last year, you're fine, dude. I agree with that, dude. Anyone we wanted to survive. Last, last year, year, was year was rough, man. It was wet. Yep. Yeah, man. Well, we have want a some great lightning game, bug man. this year, so you know that means we had a, a wet season last year.
9: Yeah, I already
8: think this year is way better than last year.
2: Well, as far as growing outdoor, it's been nice because it hasn't rained but this one time all summer so far. You know, unless you were a corn farmer and it, it flooded all their fields as soon as they planted. Um those guys had it pretty bad, but I think all
3: the cannabis farmers are doing pretty good. Yeah, we had what well, we had a pretty wet early well, pretty wet early summer and that was it, you know.
2: But it's not this weather that determines it, right? It's right uh, how it holds out and so I was using out. a sprinkler.
3: I was using a sprinkler for the first, I don't know, four weeks, you know. I finally cut the sprinkler off. Sunflowers and shit are just too tall. Doesn't even work. That's a funny problem to have. Weed plants are getting up there, too. Cannabis is uh, almost six feet. The Girls Gone Wild is about six feet tall.
2: So Yeah, ours are at six feet in the greenhouse. We're scrogging them down tomorrow. Yeah. That one flow
1: looks really good, too, feet. that you have.
3: Yeah, the flow the flow was about chest height that's uh feet feet on the ground in those ones um, it's going to be a beast they're going to be they're all going to be beasting out man yeah i'm hoping that the sunflowers kind of finish out and stop dropping pollen and shit like that before flower sets get too too far too far along you know what i mean otherwise i'm going to have to give her the sunflower heads do something else with those that that's the only the only downside i think to doing the co-planting uh, otherwise, I think the sunflowers are actually working really well. They're keeping the ants off the plants.
0: You guys talking about outdoors make me miss it more. This is the first year in probably five or six years that <laughs> I haven't been able to do it
2: outdoor. I was thinking of how fortunate I am to not have to worry about certain problems outdoor
1: this year, like the um, other side of that coin. And like even though you're not growing outside, two Spartan glues are growing outside, my friend. So you are growing in spirit. Well, that makes my heart smile. It's good to know.
2: The greenhouse isn't far from being outdoor though, right? Abolished, you know, when it rains, you've got
9: Mm
2: -hmm. uh, fans and all of that stuff that pulls in the same humidity and all of that. So we're not too far removed from those problems. Sorry.
7: I was gonna say we're still, uh, I wanted to say we still haven't watered out there. We haven't had to water.
1: That's bud. impressive. That's
7: awesome.
1: Crazy. Dan, you're shaking your head up there. Why? You be watering I water all the time. Every day. Every day. Every what's day. What's
7: looking? You water too much. Oh my God. No, I don't. I have still been thinking about how much you water every day and like thinking it really about is. it like every day still. Like I man, Dan's oh. watering so much. Every, right every
4: day about 6 30 in the morning, think about it, that's when it's happening.
7: Oh,
6: that's crazy. <laughs> we were driving down the road and we we're like, "I bet Dan's watering right now." I bet Dan's shaking
2: a bottle of nectar right now.
6: I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I, I'm on a feed, feed, tea, feed, feed, feed,
4: flush schedule. So I feed every day. I'm growing in a cocoa outside, which we're having good, good results with. Uh, and uh, it's about six feet tall, about six feet wide, uh, doing real good. Just one, one big plant out there, so. In the greenhouse, um, protected for most of the weather. Um, I'll probably, we got these screen doors. We're probably going to have to plastic them off once the temps start cooling down up here, you know, later on in the season. So, other than
2: that, doing good. So you do have all of your eggs in one basket then, huh?
4: You got just yeah. one plant out there. Yeah, well, I got a couple auto flowers out there too, but uh, yeah, just, just one plant our hash plant.
8: Which, which one is it?
4: It is Divine Storm, which is gelato crossed with slurry cane from in-house. Um We've grown it out before indoors. It was our frostiest uh, Divine Storm we grew. Um, it's a really nice, nice structure
8: plant. It looks great. It's huge.
6: It is huge. It's not a bad idea to throw a uh an auto in place of that uh, mildewy plant. I still got plenty of time. If I pop a seed, it would get a full run. Listen
1: to that aquarium. I heard chugging.
6: That thing is working overtime, bro. Yeah, there's four of them back here. Sorry if that's annoying anybody. Yeah, I'm annoying. That's me dude. on my
1: DWC days,
6: man. Bosch keeps
2: sharing
1: pictures of fish tanks and shit in our weed channels. I'm
2: about to ban them.
1: Usually, it's the other yeah. way around. People that are like into aquariums and shit get into like DWC. That's you're, you're
6: going the other direction. It's because I'm more into the actual like uh, aquascaping and underwater plants myself. Potent Ponics.
0: I brought that up to Potent ponics. You might want uh, that's what I was telling you earlier. You need to go back and watch the tour. B. I asked him about if he'd ever messed with the, the plants with his fish, and he said. Basically, he said he never really did because it would be it would get in the way of him harvesting his fish, and he didn't want to do that.
9: Oh, he
6: there's I gotta talk to him because if he grew something like say Java moss across the bottom, it wouldn't interfere with it, and that stuff sells like hotcakes. Like they can't stock it enough. Like if you've got it, there's people that'll buy all of it.
0: We'll get him on the show. I'm sure he'll be happy to talk about aquariums all day. <laughs> it was awesome, Shel, to just listen to him talk that last show, the, on the Cheap Homegrown Show.
7: Yeah, if anybody wants to talk to Abolished about fish, please reach out to him. His DM. I've DMs wide heard, open. Learned more than I ever want to know about fish at this point.
1: <laughs> Isn't that That's called him. Wait a minute. I think the proper term is an ichthyologist. I think that is somebody Google. How do you even spell it? I-C-H-T-Y-O-L-O-G-I-S-T. I don't know. Some shit like that. I think it means like somebody who studies fish.
9: Yeah. So
0: what Steve was saying, though, dude, is when you do your water changes, you could take that water, put it in a five-gallon bucket with, uh, what do you say? Like a cup of uh, simple sugar or brown sugar and just brew that for, I believe he, he said over 30 hours. I think he said 32 hours. <laughs> it's theology. Yeah, man. And uh, he said that then you can just water that directly right into your plants. So can you imagine filling a wicking bed with that? It'd be so dope, dude.
7: We've actually been uh, throwing it into the veggie pool. That
6: and her flower bed out there. Flower Mm -hmm. bed just been blowing up. It's
7: all of my veggies and stuff we've been watering it in.
0: It's awesome. I bet you're going to get good results from it. I know my, all my uh, squash and cucumber are just producing like insane amounts. I'm giving stuff away, and I still get more. I love the Misty
1: kiddie pool idea, man. That's just awesome way to do it. So much in one, genius. in one pool, too. So much. It's so much diversity.
6: It, we got plenty to feed them, too, because we got six tanks, and since I have babies popping in them, I have to overfeed them, so... I'm changing out water every day right now. So all that water I'm saving and growing, I guess I'm wasting in this. Or no, I'm using it to grow our veggies. So I'm not wasting Yeah.
7: It. I'm, you, I'm you figuring out ref- which which veggies don't work so well in the kiddie pool. So something we came across was the carrots hit the bottom and then started like coming out of the dirt. And like, we're all like bent weird, I ended up, just harvesting those. Um, you know, just like little things like that. I don't think that the melons, they weren't doing well. So I took those out um, and ended up planting them.
0: I bet you you would kill it with like brassicas. So all of your um, like leafy greens and your broccoli and things like that would just crush it. Anything with like a shallow root system.
6: Mm-hmm. I've seen that corn doesn't... gone really, really well in the kiddie pools. That's one of the first places I've seen it online I I want to do a corn setup. Like he just had a bunch of corn in the Walmart reusable bags and just fucking amazing harvest in these kiddie pools.
2: I was going to say the carrots would probably do pretty good if you just had a deeper, you know, container. Potatoes might work really good and something like that too.
0: But what I see you doing basically abolish this is you're doing with fish what I'm doing with worms. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. We're just doing it two different ways.
2: Fish might be a little faster. <laughs> yeah, for I'm sure. I just I'm think sure it's, it's more work.
7: I just think like, it's really funny that like last year he was, we tried out fish shit and he was so against it because of the. That's smell. because he dumped
1: the whole fucking bottle in it once. I remember, I brought that up in chat just now.
7: Right. Yeah, and then <laughs> now, like now, what are we using? What do we like cultivating over here
6: fish shit? But that's the thing is it only stinks like on, say, water change day or like yeah, if you have to or whatever.
7: The, if you're it's doing not it right,
6: bad. If you're doing it right, your aquarium or your whatever, your house doesn't smell like fish in your, with your aquariums.
2: It's only like dried concentrated fish shit that
4: smells bad. So you don't water your cannabis every day, you water your fish every day.
8: I hope they have water every day. It's beneficial if they do. Really gonna fucking start stinking
9: what kind so, of fish?
6: purple thumb asked me i got uh quite a few strains of guppies I, I breed guppies and then i also have plecos uh julie catfish i have two different types of shrimp uh blue velvet and a i forgot what the other one it's a raleigh or something like that it's another blue one i also have mollies. I was like, we're
1: talking about something completely fucking different. <laughs> if you just missed that first part, we just talking about I got blue velvets, I got this. The hell are we talking about?
6: It's like cannabis, just as long, too. I'm experimenting with a lot of different plants.
2: Do you have the shrimp that can break the glass bullet shrimp or whatever they're called? No. Gonna say
1: he's gonna start knocking shrimp together There's and some making sort his of own shrimp breeding.
2: that can uh, break the glass of your fish tank.
5: The mantis shrimp, those yeah, things those
1: are so, they're so they're super cool. They say cool mantis pet genetics, pet genetics are strong.
6: Better. That sounds badass, but now I got these little, uh, these little blue ones. They're one species is a little too small; it's getting eaten by my guppies. But the other one seems to be pretty good.
1: He said he's got these sticky, icky fish out there.
5: Yeah, Bosch. I wonder if you hooked up one of those protein skimmers, like the filters on that, if you could concentrate, make your own fish shit instead I mean, of using water you can concentrate it and make something that's like dilutable you can water your gondry plants with
6: it maybe do you're actually you're, uh if you have like a hang on back filter if you pulled that cartridge out after like say you're you're getting rid of that cartridge take that throw that in there and bubble it that's gonna have so much biology on it
0: so you're gonna have to go back and watch the episode but i'm pretty sure what he was suggesting was just use the water that the twitch are in and flood that, use that water as a res and flood your root zone with that water, like in a sip like container or a flood table kind of setup. So you're just using the water that the fish are swimming in.
2: Yeah, that's how the rock, their aquaponics setup is up. genius. So
6: it's got my mind just rolling on like future uh, builds, you know, when we, when we move to an even bigger spot, like having being able to have fish underneath uh you know where i'm growing my plants i think it's possible
9: that's but what
1: they do well it's also possible to have a big ass uh, tank in the middle of the greenhouse and water from out of there outside of it there's so many options to do that
0: yeah that's how he's got most of his setup the fish stay in a tank and then the water is just pumped out of the tank and cycled like almost yep. a like RD a pond pump seat. yep <laughs> you know and so the fish still hang out in the tank and they don't technically go underneath the uh, plants. The plants are basically on floatable rafts
2: yeah, rafts. Yeah.
0: that hang out in the, they're above like these channels that get flooded with the water. And um, so there's a root zone above the raft in a pot. And then below the raft is water and he's got burlap between. So if you could like have an x-ray vision, you would see the plant and then you would see the top of the soil Underneath the soil, you'd see balled up um, burlap, which is basically just to act kind of like a diaphragm. And then um, underneath that is the flooded water. With so you can have because it's a flood, and you can adjust the level of water. <clears throat> you can get a you can get an air gap between there, and you can use that to your advantage. So when you flood it all the way up, it acts like a diaphragm with that uh, burlap, and it sucks um, oxygen and, and water up and down. So it goes up and then back down almost like a, almost like a breath. Think oh, of it like that. Yeah. So it's
8: pretty sweet setup.
6: Oh, I can't, I can't wait. I mean, the, the hope would be is to take out the pellets and then have the, the beds, you know, suspend it for the dual root zone and then have some kind of walkway up the middle like how kind of like the space i have in my bigger tents uh, and then you know grow java moss and different plants on the bottom where i can go in there and harvest and then also have my guppies or whatever show fish that i'm trying to sell to uh aquariums or whatever you know fish stores right there you know just multiple things it'd be awesome like those guys would be feeding my fish and I'd be able to supplement whatever income I'm putting in to do all that with the java moss and the guppies or whatever else I'm breeding.
2: You could, grow, you could
0: grow fish to sell to restaurants too and get like tilapia and things like that. You know, a lot of these restaurants really love the ability to say this was harvested today. You know what I mean? So that fresh harvest kind of fish, I'm sure there's a huge market, especially Ann
1: Arbor area, come on. It's probably a fancy name for that kind of uh farming, too, that you could use with it. You know what I mean? Like, this was farmed at blah, blah, blah. Okay. You Actually, say, raised tilapia. You say regenerative. Tell them regenerative. Get there out it is. Time. There's the money word, man. That yeah, just man, added yeah. five
0: bucks to the plate yeah. for sure. Regenerative, cruelty-free, uh whatever. Ooh. Just throw it for everything down. Free range. Put the sign oh, Free up. range. Yeah, free organically medicated. This, these are free range tilapia. I was
7: going to say, we'll just have to tell them these fish were happy, they were loved, and then it will just... <laughs>
2: We gave them pettings every day. We hired a psychiatrist. We asked them how they were doing. They said they were fine.
8: (laughs) Stoned.
9: Again. Smoking what? I just
3: wanted to do a a prawn farm for my own personal like uh, for my own personal food that in aquaponics yeah specifically freshwater prawns shrimp
1: i'm rolling up this rainbow driver that i got off of red last little thing i saved for a nice chiller shredder says potent steve
2: said he can't sell that his fish
0: he can't get a license to sell i didn't them. know that oh he can't get a license he can, no but he can sell live fish he does he hasn't a license to kill him. He doesn't have a kill license.
3: It's like similar to like what we Oh he can sell live FDA. fish. FDA. Yeah, it's like similar to like us not like if a I don't think dispensaries can sell food that has to be regulated through the FDA, if I'm not mistaken. Like
2: Do we got a fancy loophole like that for cannabis, Spartan? Do you know? Like I know that I can't sell flour to a dispensary, but can I sell whole unharvested plants?
0: No, there's nothing, there's Nothing. <laughs> caregivers used to be caregivers could sell, uh, clones used to be able to sell clones to, yeah, that was cool. not to dispensaries, but to, um, grows and they, they're taking that away. They, that I already talked. I might've already talked about this, but they're, they're refusing, um, product. Now the state is refusing, um, requests for retesting product be, just solely because it was traced back to coming from a caregiver even if when was, that was legal right yeah even when that even when it was obtained when it was legal to do so so now they're now they're judging people harshly for doing something that was legal to be done when they did it but they changed the law since and i don't know, I don't know. it's just your classic example of
2: what yeah what's well, the kind of thing that makes you worried as a as a small guy interested in getting into the legal market Makes you concerned about the ever-changing rules and how they might impact your bottom line. If all of a sudden your harvest isn't legal, you know what do you do?
0: Yeah, there's just so many things. Packaging. I mean, if you try to, you know, get a good deal on packaging, if you order a shit ton of it, but if you order a shit ton of packaging and they change a rule or say you have to have something else on it or make a yeah, different, different label or something, yeah, now do you have a bunch of packaging you can't even use? So there's so many things it's it's there's a huge advantage to getting in early but there's that huge disadvantage too
6: <laughs> really does break my heart here and like how you guys have to just you can't really do anything with the soil or the root balls and stuff afterwards <laughs> you just have to stack them up like
7: all this could well, just-
6: be a wonderful secondary product for even the state to come in and start, you know, collecting and then reprocessing and selling.
0: They just recently changed the rules on that, and you're allowed to compost now. So, uh, I mean, if I if I became independently wealthy or something, I would just start a business. I think that would be so fun to just have a big old truck with maybe, uh, you know, those uh, trucks that they deliver uh, shit with that has a little fork truck on the back that you can pop off get something like that and then just you know all you need is a little front end loader and then a dump truck basically and then just scoop up everybody's waste root balls and you can take all their leaves and throw them all together and just all you need is land just dump it all together on a land and then get a uh oh i can't think of the name of it now it just looks like a giant plow it's got the little side thing and just a just do long windrows and just turn it that way and you could just do compost and then you could turn so you could charge to pick up the waste product and then you could take that waste and turn it into a compost and sell that <laughs> it's just it seems like a such good an idea. idea you just need to have land and some equipment and be able to drive that stuff
1: let's make sure you do your worm farm simultaneously because that's where the real money's at for you
6: to be able to get all your stocks and stuff chipped up for uh for mulch i mean there's there's no reason to throw any of this stuff out. It's a well, cool idea it. to be able to get
5: compost that's so just all like ganja plant matter, you know.
6: You could
0: even turn it around and sell it probably right back to a grocery store and sell yeah, it as a
5: Yeah.
0: Sounds like
2: a cycle amazing. of life. <laughs> I'm charging an <laughs> extra because it's from cannabis.
5: Seriously,
6: dude. Let me get some.
9: Before <laughs> 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 to in
6: the name. I would be seriously interested in trying something out like that if it was collected from all these grills or whatever, and then it only had uh, cannabis broken down into it, composted into it. Like, I'd, I'd be seriously inter- interested. No, in hold
1: that. on. Here's the problem with that is imagine what the fucking runoff could be on some of these root balls.
6: Yeah, that's true. I mean, some some of that stuff might uh, be- You have to remember it's going to be a but th- it's gonna th- get compost. It's
0: going to burn through all that <laughs> shit. It's going to burn through most anything you got to worry about and all the only thing that's going to be left is that bare mineral so it would be like a it should be a fairly a fairly good nutrient content to the uh compost it might be a good thing if it was done right i mean not everybody does compost right either it doesn't always get up to the right temperature for the right length of time it's a whole science behind all that bullshit too
1: it's all science everything is
2: I was going to do it until you said that
1: now it sounds hard
3: right now. All my, (laughs) all my biomass that comes out of my production, uh, gets, gets mixed with grass clippings and only grass clippings. And then I, I compost all my, uh, weeds and other stuff like that. Separately. Usually it just gets uh, chopped up and dropped beneath my plants, but I'm finding it to be a good mix. It's a little stinky. Once you cover it up with a little extra layer of grass, it kind of goes
6: away. We really need to come do a, an episode in your garden out there, Red. It's it's really cool, man. It's kind of like a...
3: Come do it now, and then come do it in another month,
6: because it would be, probably be a huge difference. Yeah, man. Tired, you got the
1: right? camera now.
3: Any day you want to come over, man. I'm always out there. Except yeah, man. Warm. It was raining, and I was trimming. Yeah, yeah man. man. I was trimming yesterday.
8: Yeah, man. But I burned
3: one with the ladies out there. So it was fun. Burned one sitting next to that big giant Girls Gone Wild. I'm hoping it goes purple outdoors. It's going to be a really cool plant.
1: What was that? was that a grape ape that was left on the porch? Got to get that one still.
3: The one that was, was on the porch? Yeah. No, you, that, that's just a little. That's a little. Uh, yeah, just a plant just a- for our looking at. Yeah, it was. It dog peed on it and never wanted to grow since then. So, that was it, like there was two or three plants that were supposed to go over to my parents' house, and that was one of them. And it just wasn't doing anything. It's looked like that all summer.
1: So, so did you give Daddy Red the uh, Girls Gone Wild since it's like a lower THC and stuff, and they're not like big no, smokers? No, great, great bait, great. Okay, grape.
3: because it stays short and it'll blend in with their landscaping.
8: Low odor. Yeah. You, you can't
3: smell it. It's, it smells like grapes and it. it's not funky. It's not that funky. It's pretty fruity, but it stays short. I mean, it's short and squat and it just kind of grows wide and just kind of looks like a piece of landscaping. It kind of goes really purple, but the girl's gone wild is the one that I was smoking a joint next to because that one's huge and it's going to be massive and there's tons of branches. And it's going to be purple. That one goes purple, like right from day one, like as soon as it throws pistols, it has purple leaves it um i I have a picture on instagram that was consistent every time i grew it it did that it um like as soon as it starts to throw a crown the leaves just start they they grow they come out purple they don't fade or anything the whole flower everything just purples out it's really cool very very cool plant
2: i like those ones you don't have to do anything to them and they'll grow purple proof that it's a, a real thing and not just a thing that you gotta you know turn your ac down at night or you know, throw ice on your roots or whatever the hell people used to do to try to get that to happen.
3: Yeah, I have a lot that I mean, strawberries and cream and a lot of them, like I don't do anything with my environment, my environment stays consistent 24 hours a day. You know, I mean, aside from I, okay, 12 hours a day, I should say, uh, and then it switches to nighttime, but seven days a week, you know, uh, you know, maybe aside from barometric differences or anything like that, that's coming through in weather patterns. Um, you know, my environment pretty much stays the same. The rooms are very well insulated, uh, et cetera. And so, yeah, when that when those plants go purple, like the granddaddy purple, the grape ape, the grape ape has a consistent fade. It fades like on day 63 or maybe day 60, it fades. And it fades from like top to bottom. And granddaddy purple will actually grow purple bracts and doesn't really fade. Um, but the leaves stay green and the leaves don't really grow purple. <clears throat> but the leaves will turn purple at the very end without me dropping my temperatures or anything. And like I said, the girl's gone wild. That one actually grows completely purple, like from day 20. It's purple and out.
2: That and volato flowers, like purple flower, but green
1: leaves on the whole yeah. thing. I love those, man. Those always look cool to me. Yeah, it's That's a neat a looking, one. looking plant. Uh,
3: yeah, it's like a uh, it's like a mandala, with the different colors and the spiral of pattern, you know.
4: My minutes to hash time. is uh, oh, expressing some really deep purple, meat colors uh, with green leaves. It's pretty cool.
3: I've always liked the contrast of, of green leaves with purple purple flower. Yeah, um, you know. Like yeah, you get it you get an all purple bud. It's one thing, but the, that contrast when you have like a green leaf and then you peel back that leaf and there's just a beautiful purple flower underneath. Is that one of your new ones?
1: What's the millie on the side of that? Uh, Dude, Scopo? so the millie is what makes it the coolest fucking thing. You can't really tell until you get really super close up to it, and then it's Towley from South Park.
9: Oh, Inside cool. of
1: there, it's yeah. But I my hands shake so
8: much. I'm probably gonna be able to get it. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, so that little square in there is tally.
2: That's actually a rectangle. I went to public school. I'm sorry, guys. I did too.
1: What's everybody rolling
0: for? hashtag? struggles real out here. I've got some mac flour, and I've got some. Uh, whatever the, it's like a mix from my trench tray. So it's probably five or six different strains. I actually just scraped, not scraped, but brushed this up today. So it's probably been two weeks since I've done that. So God knows what strains of a mix there's in there.
1: I am doing some dry sift granddaddy purple from red. You showing
6: sure off there, Moush? Just some dry sift, cause I got me a nice trim band to collect it now, but it's not like,
2: I've got some trim dry sift here too. It actually melts. I'm really impressed with it. I was like, holy crap. So, I made all my own melty hash.
1: Yeah, The everybody's, quality is better than you think.
4: Everybody's smoking oh. trim bin hash.
2: I swear every time I open
0: is this, I something? see a hair in here. I mean, if you guys got presses, you should be pressing that shit. And you'd really
6: be getting... You no, know, I do. Dude, I've been tossing that stuff into my edibles for years. I cannot believe I waited so long to get a trim bin. I'm, I'm loving having this cuz it seems like it's just enough, you know, uh to last you until the next harvest.
4: Platinum Kush breath dry sift from the trim bin.
6: Yeah.
4: On top yeah. of some 150
3: micron is, is great stuff. I mean, it's solid. That's I have this 2018 Apollo 13 and <clears throat> I actually actually just did order a set of uh, low temp plates. So I'm kind of waiting on them to come in. I have, I don't know, a few five, five, 10 grams maybe of this stuff from, uh, I should actually close it. I was gonna use this for hash time. Um, And I wanna press this and see how it comes out. It's kind of my experiment is to uh, press some aged, aged hash here. And see if that works out, but I'm gonna smoke a little bit of it. It's not gonna work out how you hope probably
1: when is this uh, Granddaddy Purple? From? It's probably going to be really, really dark and really gross.
3: When was yeah, that Granddaddy Purple? What? Yeah. I didn't hear that question. All I heard was Granddaddy Purple.
1: Yeah, when was the uh, dry sift Granddaddy Purple from?
3: Uh, early, early this year. February ish, something like that. Maybe, maybe earlier. Maybe January, February. I think was the last time I grew it. I'm thinking. No, no, maybe Burns April. Nice, maybe April. It might have been like an April batch, I think. How is it?
0: Do You guys, think,
3: uh, it's it's not aged. It's like this year. It's fresh.
0: Um, Jack Greenstock in the chat's asking if the Easy Swap pots code discount code MBG20 still does. Do you know if that's still active and working or not?
2: The shows code is active. I'm not sure that it's that exactly. I
6: believe I it. The abolish code is, is active. Yeah, I believe it's MBGS ten, but if that doesn't work, the abolish code is added.
8: And Jack agrees that the
1: trim bin was his best pickup. Yeah, and because otherwise, where do you think all that's going? You know what I mean? Like you're not going mean, to be. And you're still using the... it various ways, like if you're
2: making edibles and stuff. But look at red. Yeah, I definitely used to look at the trim bin and be like, "That's." more than I wanna pay for uh, a cardboard lid or whatever, you know, and always use something else. But now that I've used it once, I was like, well, I gotta say I was an idiot for looking past that for being 50 bucks or whatever, over and over. Um, So yeah, I would definitely recommend it.
0: Yeah, once you go to a dispensary and see what they want for, you know, 150 micron (laughs) dry sift, you're like, yeah, this thing can pay for itself pretty quick.
4: But you know what, don't knock them them dry sift screens because you can pull some fire with them dry sift screens
0: yeah i'm not knocking i i think i would prefer a screen i don't have one but i think i'd prefer a bigger <laughs> screen to trim over rather than those fucking trim bins to you me
4: well, yeah. don't get me wrong spartan i have i have both it's easier to trim over the um actual trim bins more convenient um but yeah i can really filter it down and you can get some really nice uh full
1: melt patch now, you guys keep saying trim bin. You mean the black one, right? Is anybody talking yes. about the trim tray? Anybody use that one? I haven't used that one, but that one looks like a better design. It's more wide and flat. Yeah, that's what I've been using. And I, I've I got love both it, of man.
3: them. And I would say the trim tray, the orange one, has got a larger surface. So that much larger. Yeah, the one that uh, yeah. polish is showing off. Oh, he's got a newer one. It's Happy Hydro. Yeah, that one's a little bit different. But similar in design. Very similar design the uh
1: i'd say the yeah, that's cool the, the, the happy record. hydra yeah that is cool ours is i got we got an older one i think i got
3: I, I think we have, uh i think it's actually a different brand the one in the screens There's are no replaceable Revit, Revit ones, i don't think you got it the red screens are replaceable yeah.
1: the, trim the trim bin one is red. uh you can get different sizes i'm not sure about you can just stack the trays inside of them
3: they do make like a 120 or a 110.
1: I think they make three of them for the tray red is there
3: three of them? Is that what it is? Maybe it's a one down and a 90 or something. So, it's the stock screen I love that, that, that comes
8: there's with there's a thing, it's called
6: great. Paint roller tech, Jack. I yeah. wanted to master the drum, like drumming the damn, you know, old school Moroccan style. That's great. It's so much fun. I got to shout out
3: Scobo for what I'm smoking the hash out of. Is this giant. Fucking awesome glass bong that he brought me the other day. Fucking sweet, thank you, skoba Absolutely, Look at Joe's pipe,
1: guys.
4: Look
3: at that thing. Sick. That's badass. Oh. Wow. That's, oh, that's so cool. He just smiles. Right yeah. Is it a dude. beet? What is it? A beet? It's a,
5: cactus a carrot. It's a jade plant.
3: Jade Oh, okay. I thought that the little pot was actually a root. It was
6: like a like a (laughs) beat. No, it's like a a terracotta pot. Some heady glass. I wish I could get nice stuff like that. I would literally break it in a day.
1: I want to give a shout out to the people that always give me a sweet ass deal whenever I go into the store. Uh is BDT. If you guys go to like BDT Roseville or Chesterfield or anything like that. Uh They always, you know, give you the 20% off of the card and shit. And that's where I get all my stupid glass from. So a lot of times people are just like, man, where can I get it locally? I don't have anywhere that gives
2: me a deal on glass.
1: They know you, bro.
2: Wish. Yeah. They don't even give me a deal on joint tips. I buy those by the handful.
1: Yeah, that's, well, you know, I would say shop around, but...
8: And you're so noisy tonight. I have I
9: noticed that. Uh,
8: the past his bedtime.
9: The, um, I noticed
6: Look at that clone in the background. What the hell? That thing has turned into the beanstalk. It's, it's, it's a huge the, plant, dude. Dude, it's the third show oh. in the row. We were just camping, like, last week, and that thing was only... Is it still
3: in the solo cup? Just think.
6: Scobo nope. would have made four shows in a row
4: if the... Uh, late still in the solo
3: cup. If I, I didn't get... Every yeah, day, man.
4: man. I got Every
1: day. You she could get, like,
0: fucking ten clones off of that.
1: You know, the oh, thing damn. is, Dan, nobody's giving Dan the love for putting that Dank Man Dan touch on that plan. She's getting hey. stronger, better every time.
4: And I'm not chopping it down and creating a bunch of clones out of it,
1: so... Well, I'm like I'm a holding it.
4: I don't want to put it in a bigger pot and feed it a bunch of nectar and then have, you know, sequence, get it. Shifting and change gears. Change it. Yeah. We'll just, I kind of feed it a little bit. It's It'll be fine. It's fine. You can feed it whatever. I am. I mean, i
2: I was given a, a client advice on like nutrient stuff. And so he'd asked me a bunch of questions and then I went over and checked out his grow and he was using all of the solutions that i'd give them together so like m3 plus jacks plus uh cal mag plus cal other bag. shit plants were perfectly green i <laughs> <You laughs> couldn't even tell that somebody had been dosing them with like four times the nutrients they needed and uh for anything so
4: with whatever you, the jacks won't care right on right on yeah it, it's doing just fine needs to be up at it. it does need to be up potted for sure.
1: What are you going to move that to directly?
2: The stalk is about 10% as big as the pot. I'll probably put that in a three gallon.
4: Yeah, it could go right into a three for sure.
3: It's a beautiful plant. Yeah, if you're giving it jacks. If you're giving it <laughs> jacks, it could probably stay in that solo cup. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to water, water every eight, eight hours. It'd, yeah, it'd
4: probably dry out.
3: You'd, you'd be watering it like every two hours.
4: Just getting a little purple stem, so, you know. That's the drip view. Put some Epsom on it, Dan. What oh, are you doing? I'm thinking it's probably a yeah, pH could, issue. You could
1: just do a little yeah, Epsom. No I'm going to get
2: really shitty coffee. with
9: how you
4: take care of my plant, Dan. Yeah, I know, right? You'll never have me babysit anything again.
1: Dan, I'm so sorry to ask you why you were so fucking quiet. They dogpiled on you as soon as you jumped out in the street, man.
4: That's okay. I was just high, watching the show, enjoying the content, you know. Um, yeah, but that's okay. Right on. The plant saved me. That's easy to talk about. You're doing good,
1: man. How many times are watering it every day? Yeah.
4: It gets Just, a feed and then a water.
1: Did you see that pro move to buy himself time? He like stopped what he was saying. He lit his ball, took a nice hit, bought himself like four seconds.
4: Right. How often do you have to water it, Dan? Uh, it gets twice a day. Twice a day? Yeah. You know, it's pretty warm. Effort. In that room, You know, it's about, about 80... Eighty-four degrees in there, so it'll. Uh, I really appreciate you. I, I, I'm gonna have to repay you somehow. You're watering it. You're fine, man. You don't owe me nothing. We'll bring it down to you. We'll give it to you next Sunday.
8: So we'll You'll forget you. it next Sunday. Don't worry. I'll
6: yeah, I'll, I'll leave it out out the table. by next Sunday. What's that? That thing's <laughs> gonna need its own seat by next Sunday. <laughs>
1: Next Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Heck,
4: I might be able to harvest it next Sunday, so we'll see. It'll <laughs> be ready for flour when you get it, sequence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exciting. Flip it. You know what? I'm going breath reverse this, right there. This is actually about as big as the um cush breath I put into flour last time. I only you know, I let it get real small or whatever. So yeah. uh, what was
1: your uh how much did it stretch when you put it that into flour at that size? What that uh, finished maybe- at.
4: 50 percent you know 30 40 percent not not too huge um but i didn't have a great big pot um but yeah it was it was it's gonna be a great great strain to run multiple of and uh, i i think uh sequence is gonna like it it's a a keeper excited i mean it it gets my blood pumping just talking about it well, it I looks think like it was like a good hasher too. It was oh last God. week
1: that uh, you said that platinum never touched something and made it worse.
4: Right on. Uh, okay, I got seven I ended up getting 7 grams of dry sift out of my trim bin off the trim off of my one plant, small plant, just a few ounces, you know, what I mean, 3 ounce of plant. Um totally impressed. So yeah, it, it would be
8: a keeper for a wash for sure. Good to know. Those are important
2: to me. Crescendo washes really well. I know that you have that one.
4: Yeah, right on. I we're smoking that right now. Um, I'm enjoying it. Love the buzz. Uh, we'll definitely be bringing some of that down uh, next weekend. So you guys can tell me what you think of it. And um, I got two very distinct finos. You know, one's a fruity, and one's a real. Orangey fuel.
8: Pretty unique.
2: Sounds like it's kind of in line
8: with what I got out of mine. Nice. Nice. I got a couple
0: experiments going on. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to, I'm going to try reusing my soil without, you know, emptying it or anything. I'm just going to top dress some craft blend from Build the Soil. So um, I've got the two bed or I've got two pots I'm going to do that in. So I've harvested plants and i left the soil in there and I just sprinkled that. I think it was a half a cup. I did of that craft blend because I read somewhere half a cup per plant. I figured I'll just fucking top dress it. If it starts to have a deficiency, I'll just top top dress more. Mm -hmm. But, um, so I've put the uh, initial top dress on and then I went and it's got malted barley mixed in that, but I've got malted barley on its own too. So I put that like around where like the stem, is where I cut because my thinking is is I'm trying to get that broke down you know what I mean I'm trying to get that enzyme those out. enzymes
1: man you got yeah. it yeah
0: so then I started watered uh, watered the uh, their sips so I made sure they had water in it and wow it's got, it's got all kinds of fucking fungal action going on now and so I'm starting to put uh, branches over the top as I uh, trim I'll, I'll take the branches and chop them up and use them as a top mulch I guess you'd call it yep, that's so what my been. plan is is my ne- next round I'll have two which would be half I put four plants under a light I'll have two that were just amended and then two with fresh soil and kind of uh, and I've got it all I've got the clones already going now of uh, snow cane so it'll be all four of the same plant same clones off the same plant so I'll have a good base to, to just
1: bear yeah. the, between the if, two I would say that you could do an experiment and not do shit to one of them and just plant something in there and it would do just as well
6: there's maybe so have, much left have, over
1: in there man It's a really experiment to do that,
6: Spartan, what he's talking about right there. Then, you know, if you need to re-amend each time, that's something I've always been worried about when I reuse it, is if I'm re-amending each time, even though I'm only doing it, you know, once in the beginning and then once before flower, over time, I might be building up too much of something because I use it all in one, too. There might be something in there like green sand or whatever that takes forever. And now a couple years down the road, that's really piled up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I don't, I did I think that I, I might maybe, I still think it needs to have some kind of amendments so, and I've already done it. I've already done the half a cup or no, it was a quarter cup. I did a quarter cup on each one. So it really wasn't a huge amendment anyway. So maybe I just won't amend one yeah. of them any further. And then yeah. uh, the other one, maybe I'll, maybe I'll hit it right before flower or something like that.
1: Uh, but, would you top dress with bio live at that point? I, um,
0: yeah, because what I used was the craft blend, which doesn't have a, uh, mycorrhizae or any kind of a micro microbe aspect. It's got a lot of microbe food. Um, so I would, yeah, I would probably at that point, since I've already top dressed with a craft blend to replace the mineral component, I could use a bio live because it's going to bring in that microbe aspect on top of a small mineral component too. So yeah, I totally could. I have that. And, um, that's a good one. Or I have another one I like to use from dairy Doo or Morgan composting, which has got uh, calcium, brings a calcium component into it, um, and which is mostly composted cow manure, I guess. And then, um, yeah, it's I like the cycle between those couple components. I, I like to always try to use a different thing instead of using the same thing over and over. Yeah.
6: You know, picking up some basalt from uh, Jeremy too?
0: No, I didn't, buy, I didn't buy it on its own. It's in the craft blend. So I'm covered with that. Um, the craft blend really covers most all bases. If, if somebody wanted to buy one thing, man, I would buy the craft blend. And if you're gonna buy two, get the malted barley, unless you can have a source around you that you can get it from locally. Your store.
6: I'm down to try it. I mean, I got think I, think I got one more run with my current boxes of uh, down to earth. I'll try it for a run.
0: And I got. I, what else I got from them was Neem Meal which I, I'm running through the worm bin and I'm actually just using it as a top dress just a, a little bit um, on all the pots that obviously haven't benefited from it because it hasn't worked through my worm bin yet. So everything that's in going now, I just top dressed a little bit of it. And then uh, what else did I get? There was one other thing. Oh, I wish I could remember what it was. I don't remember. But I don't, there's some huge sales they had going on, and I just went nuts and bought a bunch of crap from Build Soil. But it's all it. good, man. A lot of yeah. Sequence told me that you could get free shipping. I didn't believe it until I ordered something. It was once
1: I saw I could get stuff. For the oh, future. dude. Like, that's, oh, a, dude. Should, that's
6: the magic word right there. Free shipping yeah. on those weighted boxes. Yeah, that, like Non-organic basalt. Period. You want to pay
1: for basalt? Yeah.
2: Shit.
0: That's what I'm saying. I got crapland. I got, love salt. I think, I think it was 12 or 14 pounds. I can't remember which one it was for $30. Shipped to my house. I'm like, that'll fucking last me forever. Oh, and then my beds that I have my living cocoa. So basically think living soil, but replace peat with cocoa. And so it's got worm castings. It's got all the bullshit. And if you look at it, you would think it was soil. But anyways, living cocoa sip containers. So I'd let them go. I haven't had a auto harvest in at least a month. I just let them grow wild Uh, with clover they the clover completely took over it looks like one sip container because it's grown together it looks like one big planter but it's really two um but it's got so it's about a year old a little over a year old now i think and uh so like all that material that's grown up and then decomposed and grown up and decomposed it's basically grown into just its own big one giant bed on its own and uh so i was like okay it's gone long enough uh, I'm going to knock this clover down to try to kill some of it to release that nitrogen it's been fixing and uh, plant some the next round of autoflowers. I picked Baby Huey from Morningstar Seed Company. Uh, so I dug like I had to beat the shit out of the fucking, uh, all the overgrown fucking white clover and then uh, dug until I got to the soil level. And I dug, dug just a little bit down, you know what I mean? Because I'm just going to put a seed in there. And, dude, tons of worms, tons of, like, all kinds of mites yeah. crawling around in there, little soil mites, little, well, they used to be hypostasis miles. Now they're stratiololapis or whatever the fuck they are.
1: All of them abolished OG critters.
0: Changing their names. Yeah, I was just so stoked to see so much life. Um, so I just dropped my seed down and just put a little bit of a soil over top of it, and I did that on both, both beds. And, like, two days... I've already got two of them already up and like this high, like usually two days you put a fucking seed in a fucking paper towel or something. And after two days, you might have a root that big, but I've got plants this big already. It's fucking like, it's loving that shit. So I'm, I'm stoked to see what these things, hopefully they're female, but uh, uh, I'm stoked to see what this round does. Given at that time between the harvest this time, it was just a thought in my head. I'm like, I'm going to give it like, A month to just let it you know like the farmers let the field go fallow or whatever just give it a month for the fucking let it do what the fuck it wants and i actually even had the very first cycle i didn't have a cover crop so i'd put down straw and uh this so we're about a year later i had actually barley or uh, uh uh wheat i mean wheat sprouted and grew and actually got a wheat head on it and it started to and i was like holy shit So, uh, because I just let it go, you know what I mean? So, I'm stoked to see if now, after all that, if I'm going to see a really good
1: return or not. I bought that Build-A-Soil cover crop mix, man. You can't beat that stuff.
0: I haven't got that because I saw it
1: had uh, legumes or,
0: like, beans, basically. And I know those like to get big and tall and grab onto shit. And I just, I'd imagine that you'd have to fight those from keeping them off your cannabis plants i don't know did you have there any issues with stuff getting too big or too tall i just whack it down
1: i don't want to uh, get too big
2: i made the label for brandon rust's cover crop blend it, it, is, it seemed like it had like like uh i
9: don't
2: know winter rye and some other stuff in it
1: oh yeah it was all Whites. short stuff yep yeah there'd be like hairy vetch and white clover crimson clover
2: it uh,
1: three things. Yeah. There's 33% of just
2: three
3: different things. And that's I think vetch and, vetch and Win- winter rye are I want to source for yeah. my
2: outdoor
0: this fall. I've got some of uh, Coots Gnarly Barley on the way too in the mail. I ordered that from Billy Now, Soap. what is that specifically? It's a blend of three different uh, malted uh, grains. So you've got, I'm just shooting off the top of my head, so I might not be 100% accurate, but it's malted barley um organic some kind of organic corn and then uh, hemp seed I think that was the three things
1: super super seed sprout tea you can that. get it
0: yeah you can get it uh you know whole so you can sprout them yourself and um, or you can get it pre-ground I got the ground stuff because for example the seed like the hemp seed is going to be full of oil so if you put that through like a coffee grinder for say, it's going to gum that fucker up so bad. So uh, you have to, I didn't want to mess with it. Uh, Convenient. There you got go. It pre, got it pre-ground. Nice. It's not going to be yeah. as great and as active bioactive because it's not as fresh, but I don't care.
6: <laughs> so. You know, cover crop. I don't hear a lot of people mentioned. I messed around with for a minute. Like if you wanted to get some really good moisture retention was cat grass because every day, each one of those pieces of grass would have a little piece of dew on it. It seemed like it helped out. Like it just kept things moist all the time. It was pretty cool. Do
1: you mean catnip or is there something called cat grass?
6: There's, I believe it's cat grass. It's an actual grass.
3: They do sell little like three by three pots of grass at pet stores. You can find them at Petco for sure. Um, probably Pet Smart. But <clears throat> yeah, you like grow it in your window sill for your cat to mess with. You can also buy catnip and stuff like that. But. I don't know. what What's kind of great Do you think it's just like uh, a basic, like Kentucky bluegrass or like some basic regular grass you could probably find seed at in a box store, maybe?
5: I feel like it's like wheatgrass, man. Wheatgrass? Stuff looks just like wheatgrass.
6: So my thing was, is I like, was looking up different uh cover crops that would be high in calcium because I was just getting off my Nectar for the Gods bench. Uh, and I seen that that one was really decent uh, calcium. So I was like, fuck it, I'll try that. It was like my clover and whatnot, that was okay. But I'd actually have clover stretch up into my cannabis plants and whatnot if I didn't pay attention
1: yeah. to it. The
0: crimson will. Yeah, you gotta give up the crimson clover even though how beautiful it is uh, and go to the white Dutch clover, it stays way shorter. But it grows, and it grows thick as fu- Like this shit, I'm, I kid, I kid you not. I seeded one half of one planter, and the shit is spread throughout both planters. It spreads off the back side of the planter where I didn't notice. It's spreading across the floor of my tent with no soil at all. It just keeps spreading on its own, just kicking out tendrils and, and just trying to keep spread. It's like, it's insane. It's, it's like. Once you get it started, you don't have to worry about it. And like you said, with the moisture, it's always super humid in there from, uh, cause it grows really thick. So uh, yeah, moisture is not an issue as far as uh, you just be removing it. If I was trying to do that, I would never do that in a big flower room situation. I would just knock that all down with straw or something and smother it out because I wouldn't want to try to deal with that in a flower room. But for veg, yeah. it's would be
6: badass. It was a pain, dude. What'd you do? You just you said you just kind of like ripped it up, and went down into the soil a little bit.
0: I took took my uh, little trowel or shovel and I just beat the shit out of it. Just whacked whacked the heads off of it. You know what I mean? Uh, actually, I kind of I kind of cheated. I when I when I said I took the, my last harvest out and I just let it go for a month, I turned the light all the way down to like ten percent, the lowest it would go and still be on. They made the clover stretch, so it was real tall and leggy. Made it really easy to fucking chop. So it wasn't like super low. I just, it was, it was already pretty top heavy as it was. So it was like just chopping it like I was the Grim Reaper.
1: What a great tool is for that is if you get one of those Army E-tools, you know, the little black foldable shovels. Those are great because you can fold it out as a shovel or you can yeah. fold it in half and you can just whack everything down with that.
7: Sounds like a, another way to make this, you know, extra therapy, you know, take out some aggression, just beat the shit out of it.
6: Hey, man, Army Strong. <laughs> that stuff's persistent, man. I used to go, I had to go in there and like literally rip it up by hand and then throw uh, coca Loco over top of it and try to smother it out. I'd still have, you know, a couple of them pop up. Within a few weeks, you know, it was back. It would cover the whole damn thing. Oh, yeah,
0: I've covered it. I've covered it completely smart, thinking I was smothering it with uh, sticks and stems. And literally, like you said, within a week, it's pushing up through and,
1: and it's just spreading throughout the whole thing again. So, yeah. You nailed it earlier when you said you had to smother it with straw, because you do. You have to keep it nice and, you know, pushed down and wet. You can't just let it be drier. It'll come shooting through there. But, dude, there's so much life in there because of that moisture. It's just
0: ridiculous. So, it's just like, I pulled it back and I was like. Mycelium. Getting a micro or macro lens on my camera, of my phone. I was putting it on there just so I could zoom in and look at it, and look at all the stuff moving around. It was, it was cool the worms don't hang out very long they don't like the light but uh, it was cool to see them still in there after a year because you know usually composting worms don't hang out too long but they're they're still in there
6: so is that like your you're plan with those sips now is to kind of do lasagna tech with them just after this harvest you'll do another uh, cover crop rotation and then mulch that down
0: it's uh the the cover crop never goes away So uh, I will always be battling that, but I kind of let it live long enough so that um, I have a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, A rhizosphere really close to the surface of the soil. And then the cannabis rhizosphere is gonna be a little bit below that. So my thinking is when there's not a cannabis plant in there, it's keeping all those microbes alive, you know, with their root exudates while the cannabis plant. So when I have a cannabis plant in there, I can beat the shit out of that and keep it low. Um, but in between cycles i let it grow back up so that's what i've been doing the whole time and uh, also after after a harvest i've been doing a top dress of usually um the down to earth stuff the BioLive. but i also now have craft blend so i could use either one of those but it'll be a top dress or something like that probably the craft blend this time because i did the BioLive last i like to do different inputs because it's you know like what you were saying was a perfect example As you keep doing the same exact one you might be
6: doing you know get an accumulation over time maybe i got one more thing too since we just talked about uh, uh clover i was wondering like when i was doing it there was two different like parties one would say the only way to bring in the nitrogen for it is to let that clover go and then the bacteria that uh comes in on the root zone of those would bring the nitrogen for you and then there was another party that would say that the only way to unlock that nitrogen is to harvest those clover once the bacteria pumped it into the clover
1: which that's one which one was the
6: right understanding. that's right. what i
1: thought was a second one
0: that's my understanding because until the clover dies the clover is gonna what it is is the bacteria has to be Was it has to be in, in in the absence of oxygen if it's in contact with oxygen it makes the whatever the form of nitrogen that's not available like what's in the air it's not available to the plant to uptake but when that bacteria is in the absence of oxygen it can take that form of nitrogen and turn it into a form that the plant can use so what the plant has adapted to do is find that bacteria in the soil and form what they call root nodules which is just like a growth off the root that just totally encapsulates that bacteria so there's no oxygen or the oxygen is just low enough to where it's not effective And then that bacteria starts, you know, doing that. I don't know what it's called, nitrification, whatever the hell it is. And um, but once you kill that plant and then, you know, then you can release all that stored nitrogen. Otherwise, when the plant's still alive, the plant's going to utilize that nitrogen store. It's not going to, like, release it. That's my understanding. That's why I beat the fuck out of it. You know, I'm I'm like, you know, give me that nitrogen. I mean it would be better to get in there with some scissors, but that would take forever. Unless I had some I should go to one of those lawn places that has those those lawn scissors. I don't know if you've ever seen them. Really long. Little choppers. they would probably work yeah, good. Like... Uh,
1: no, they make little Japanese uh they... Hedge trimmer. That'd be badass, yeah. It's, it looks like a fucking you know what I'm saying? I can't remember what it's called, but it's these little Japanese things just got a blade on the side. Yeah, so man, like, I suck,
0: and I'm stoned. A little piece of metal that's shaped like an L?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah and you just chop, chop it down with those, and you can get those, you know, 12 to 18 inches or whatever. Or you can get the old golf club kind, you know what I, like I mean? Like the bio-ball.
0: Thanks, Pat. <laughs> I like uh, Yeti Stash's uh, his uh, suggestion. Just get those old-school sto- old fucking hedge trimmers that are, like, a foot and a half long. Just two snips, and you got them all. Get the hedge trimmers that plug in and we could just be totally hey that. now you talking get not even plug in get the battery ones you don't need to have a lot of power thanks ptog yeah shout out purple thumb yeah, ptog purple i like
2: that oh yeah
1: grisky love We'll say cheers to everybody in chat. Hopefully, you've been having a mellow night with us, smoking right along. And uh, I know I've been learning a lot of shit. So i
2: been learning a lot about stuff that I don't know. Obviously exactly, it's 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 the best. top dress and all that stuff.
0: Oh, I just popped in my mind. That's another top dress. I haven't even ordered it yet, but I need to get some. Or I'm probably going to just buy it, but get some gypsum. I do want to add that before flour, so sometime in late veg, just to give another calcium source. Did it work that fast yeah well see calcium gets pulled through the soil by gravity basically so um, by adding it in late veg you're allowing it time to filter through the soil through flour so now you've got that calcium available at different horizons of the soil throughout flour so i'm going more for i'm thinking more not to break it down because gypsum is actually elemental calcium it's in the elemental form and um so as a I'm thinking the time wise as far as how it's gonna filter through the soil, it's gonna be such a slow process getting through the soil. I like to get it in about early veg. Um which do you use? Depends on the size, you know what I mean? So and, and all the circumstances leading up to it. Is this something I've used reused soil that I'm reusing multiple times, or is this you know fresh batch of soil? Like if it's a fresh batch, I'm probably not using it at all but if it's something I'm reusing for the first time, I need to replace some of that calcium. So um, I'm probably gonna start with a quarter cup, go from there and see how it reacts.
6: I like it uh, It's like a, a re like after it's all done because it also helps with like compaction and whatnot from what I know. So I just oh, yeah. added in once after, but you're right though, don't add it in on the first run, There's no. there's no need to.
5: So you're saying
0: so, so, so. elemental is the product you like? The yellow bag? No no I'm saying I was just saying the form of calcium in um, gypsum is an elemental calcium. It's not like uh, a calcium carbonate or something. It's not attached to something like that. So it doesn't have to be it's more uh, it doesn't have to be broken down. It's it's in another form.
5: Gotcha.
0: So that's why I like the gypsum. It's more plant available, I guess I'll say. Gotcha. It's like, uh, what's the form? What is it with? Uh, is it uh, potassium that's in gypsum? Is it uh, calcium and potassium? I don't know. There's another element that's bonded to it. It might be phosphorus. I can't think. I'm too fucking stoned right now. I think it's either phosphorus. Or it's, it's either P or K. I can't remember which one. And then calcium.
6: Do not know, because that's not the exact reason I above, I used it for. I've always used it, like said, to restart a pot each time to make sure I don't have compaction issues.
0: Or you know what? I don't think it's either P or K. I think it's sulfur. I was just about ready to Google it. I think it's yeah, sulfur. I really
5: think it's sulfur, man. I used to use it on the farm, and it definitely has that sulfur stink on it.
0: Sort of yeah, it just came up. It says sulfur. Yeah, I think nah, it was sulfur,
5: yeah. sulfur, dude. Calcium and sulfur so sticky says. Yeah. Plants love that shit though.
2: Fucking chat's schooling us tonight. Sulfur's dank, dude. That brings out the flavor for sure.
5: Yeah, I like it.
0: And that's that was that was another reason I was thinking gypsum, because I was looking to drop make uh, my Epsom salt, magnesium sulfate, but I wanted to get sulfur back in and then I found gypsum. I mean, what's better than calcium with some sulfur
1: added? Yeah, I'll take that. And then you're going to start the same way with about a quarter cup, and see where you're at. Yeah,
0: for me, because I'm in, I'm in, a, in like, what is 1.5 cubic feet? Is that a seven gal or somewhere between a seven and a ten gal? I don't know. Like a
1: ten gallon.
0: Okay, so yeah, about a ten about gal. A 10. So yeah, so I'm in a ten gallon situation. I'm, I'm I would start with yeah, a quarter cup probably. Thanks, Shane. Shout out to Shane Simon.
6: It's not like top dressing, it's not something that you can easily get burned on, I've found, because I'm pretty liberal with it. Like I don't do any kind of like special measurements. I just go in there and grab a handful and make sure I coat each pot evenly. I've, I've never been burned with it and I do multiple top dresses all at once.
8: Bet you I could do multiple of some of the stuff that you're talking about, like
2: the rock dust and you know different things. But um, I, I
0: would really like, sure. yeah, really like the the multiples as a reamendment after you know when there's no plan in there. You know, the more like things that you add on top of there at once, you're starting to create like a composting situation. And why that's an issue is um, if you have enough material or enough microbe action working all at once, it's going to actually heat up your soil, which is not a problem if there's no plant in there. But if there's a plant in there, that could be a problem. So, yeah, I am not saying I'm against doing multiple top dresses all at once, but do it as a re-amendment when there's not a lot of plant in there. You know what I mean?
1: Great point. You know how hot that shit gets.
5: <laughs> yeah, fried a couple of my outdoor plants this year. Learned that one the hard way. <laughs> With
2: compost.
5: Yeah, just mixing, uh, reamending a little bit too hot, and uh, yeah, even after mixing it two times and watering it in real good, it's just still there. Must have been a couple of hot hot pockets that fried a couple of plants
6: uh, oh, oh, yeah i guess i should uh rephrase that dry amendments i've never had an issue with but like compost or something like that hell yeah i'll burned some stuff up with that uh doing bad super soil ton of plants i've tore up uh doing compost mix around
5: yeah it's no joke when it gets hot
8: should
1: be cooking. Oh,
5: shit, almost as cooked as we are.
0: He's got that fire, That's the wrong kind of fire. <laughs> <Yeah>.
6: <laughs> and no one wants Mixing sour melon with that uh, random hash in there of, like, all the strains was a bad idea. My body doesn't know if it wants to do a backflip or go to sleep.
2: If, uh made the mistake now of smoking the sour melon before bed and
1: definitely keeping myself awake. You know what I'm seeing in my mind is when he's talking about that it's, you know, we're seeing the old movies where they have the person that drives the car and it's like Wah! and it like slams on the brakes and then it like jerks again and goes forward that's like the visual man. It sounds like a rough
0: ride Rough That's something you can get into sequence if you want to just because I'm interested is, is how do you how do you like the um, the FSO? The full-spectrum oil. I so was literally getting right ready to fill up a capsule just now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I really do like it a lot.
2: I bought another scale so I could, like, more accurately measure dosage. Like, yeah, you got to have one so that's this like, to the, the hundredth. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I've been using it for nighttime for now, so, like, the dosage is mostly irrelevant. I started off with the first one I ever did was 0.3 grams.
0: That's a pretty uh, hefty dose for the first time.
4: Yeah, it was high for like 12
2: hours.
0: Did you wake
4: up high? Oh, yeah. Chat, he's like, I'm still high from that RSO.
6: (laughs) I was high for like half of the day.
1: Get your weight (laughs) up, Rook.
6: Right on, man. Please do a video on how you weigh the FSO out without making a damn mess. Because I'm telling you, I just eyeball it right now. You just, just trying to put it in the capsule. I'm gonna yeah, just tear there's out. There's gonna the be some left over on the the tip or something. that's gonna flop over. It just never works. Oh, no,
0: I t- I literally I I took one earlier. I don't. You guys might have seen me do it. I don't know, but um, yeah. I just literally just put it in the capsule. I squeeze a little bit out because I've done it so much. I can. I guess I'm doing it how you're doing it. Just eyeball it. I just put a little bit in and I drop it on the scale. See what it says, and then I adjust a little bit more. You know, I never take out. If I go a little bit
1: high, I just eat it and, and fucking you just take it. In. Yeah. I, I think at it. some point you would also kind of know what you're looking at when you see how much is in the capsules you're filling. you like, yeah,
0: it's yeah, probably. yeah. You just eyeball. It. I mean, you get you really used to it. I mean, as you put a little bit in and you weigh it, and you can see, okay, well, when I put that much in, it's X amount. So, yeah, that's a decent size right there. where he got what's that? So about that's half three, of the big size. That looks like about a point three
6: yeah that's that's what i like to take right there about that much on top of whatever a a cracker cookie whatever so
2: when
0: i
6: I put
2: this much in i got to make sure i put the lid on it or it'll just i will make a mess
3: i've always used the measurements on the side of the syringe
0: yeah i don't go by those because syringes are different sizes some are real thin some are real wide so that changes the i mean the number the the dashes on the side are always the same amount apart but the syringe is this big or this big that tells me their volumes are different I always just go by the weight of the product. It's always worked pretty decent for me anyway, but I'm usually, I've always used
3: the same size syringe too.
0: If I don't have to work the next day, I don't have to worry about getting up the next morning. I'll do a 0.5. That's, that's about the limit that I'll, I'll go to like half a gram. But um, if I do have to wake up the next morning to go to work or something, then I'm usually a 0.3 or 0.4. So that's another thing. It's a pretty big range, I guess. And uh, so when I squeeze it in there, if it falls in between point three and point four, I just eat it.
1: So on like a point five, are you like super super high, or are you just sleeping way longer?
0: Yeah, I'm just sleeping for longer. So um, having to get up in the morning is way harder on point five. <laughs> way harder. That's what than... I'm looking for. Yeah. So, so I mean, you can Bowls. you can you can mitigate that, and you could uh, take it far earlier. You know, I mean, I usually by nine ten o'clock is when I take it. And, uh, if I was going to take a big dose, but I had to get up, maybe I would, I could do point, you know, start at six o'clock that way, you know, it works through my system before
6: I have to wake up. Weed overs are a real thing with F- FSO. You wake up the next morning and you're just, you're a little bit slow.
0: Yeah. you I call it my weed hangover, man. That's just, I need, uh, Usually that's where I got. My, that's probably where I got my monster addiction. You know, I have to have a monster every morning, like most people have a coffee. I have to have a monster. Like I love combat
2: him. your RSO weed over. Yeah,
0: my, my weed hangover.
5: Yeah, a lot of times I won't even remember why. Too, I'll be like, "Oh, oh yeah, that's why." I fucking ate RSO last night.
9: <laughs> I've had, had so that many conversations.
5: That
2: you ever run into that with? I try to like yet?
5: evenly dose and
2: all. What's that? You ever run into that with edibles? Because I know that you've got a pretty consistent supply of edibles. Like, do you ever get a weed hangover from eating an edible before bed?
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'll be, like, waking up pretty late and kind of not realize why until I, like, kind of really think about it or see the wrapper next to the bed. I'm like, oh, shit, the edible. Or trying out some RSO and realizing I scoop way too much because, like, I'll, like, scoop it out with a dabber. And I'll be looking at it like I take dabs of the size, no problem. But when you eat it, it's a whole nother whole nother story, you know.
9: Whoa. It really is.
5: Yeah. So yeah, actually I'm gonna make some capsules to kind of evenly dose it a little bit better. And uh, I have to do the math on this a little bit better, but I'm gonna shoot for like 25 milligram capsules and just using MCT oil as the like carrier or like I guess the the minus weight or whatever the extra weight on it so i'm thinking i squirt like a one tube would be a milliliter a gram of rso which is like 70 milligrams is what i tested out at and i guess if i did nine milliliters that were mct oil that would make every capsule like 75 milligrams so i just have to like work my way down from there might end up being like, I guess, like 30, 30 milliliters of MCT oil,
6: something like that. And MCT oil might make you way more potent too, because it'll be a little bit more bioavailable for you.
8: Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really consider that. Just At
0: uh, the same like, time, you know, just, he may... kind of... yeah, just make sure it's a really good mix. You know what I mean? Because, um, That's the thing when we fuck around with edibles and things is that um, you add all those things and you you logically think, okay, divide that by how many I have in there. But what if it's concentrated at the bottom of your vessel you had it sitting in and it wasn't stirred? And so the last three capsules are 50% MCT oil instead of 75% MCT oil. I gotta make sure you know, keep keep you that in your mix, mind definitely. that you keep mixing or or like what Skilbo has with that. That uh, was the I magnetic mixer. Yeah, is what magnetic. I was gonna Something say. Like that if if really you nice.
1: use that, or you could even well, I was thinking when you were talking about mixing the two together, I was gonna say so if I had a syringe of said Spartan blue stuff, which I do right here, so I could take this, there it is, and as you can see, there's a little bit gone from it. I just got through with my stuff. Uh, Yours is much, much better than mine is. So hats off to you. But I could take that and I could put it in my uh, beaker and put that on the magnetic mixer, put the heat really low on it, mix the two together. And then I could pull, if I was Yeti, I could just sit there with the syringe and I could pull what I needed and fill the capsules while it's under a mixture like that. And at the end, you know, go from there.
5: Yep, that's probably the way to do it, man.
1: They're They're like less than 50 bucks. Do yourself a favor and get one.
5: Yeah, it sounds it sounds like the ticket. Probably getting it nice and warm first, and then hitting it with the mixer and just letting it out of the, actually find it real good.
0: That thing actually heats it too. So I mean, oh, it, it does. As, wow. Yeah, so it's got heat, and so you yeah, can you set, can the set heat it, and the, set the
5: temperature. That's perfect, man.
1: Yep. So We to. CO2, you can buy this too. Okay, so these are different size. Mixers that you can get for the magnetic thing. So you just use the one for the size vessel that you have, and away you go.
8: That's cool. Also, different cool. mixes too. It's perfect.
5: Yep, it's nice to have PSI around also to uh, to run some testing by. Yeah, exactly. Plan comes together. I Man down, Man down.
1: Lost lost the mic. <laughs>
2: It's been a while since we had a good man down
1: i know we haven't had a man down since fucking we're all
2: professionals now what the hell happened
1: <laughs> that's the joke of the night yeah
0: <laughs> nobody nobody wants nobody wants to be uh the next coma guy that'd be a man down that's the last man down i remember the last man down
1: was on <laughs> fucking monday night at 11 oh yeah I forgot. For the fucking late sesh <laughs> Red, not that the ago. fuck out, bro. Skibble, have you explained what happened yet? Saving that shit so I could tease for tomorrow night so I could get a few people to watch us. Okay. So... I will, I will say this. I will say that I went over last week to Red Set Farms' house for Wake and Bake. So we sat outside and we just chiefed hard the whole time, man. Smoking, smoking, smoking. He took me for a tour on the outdoor. And, uh i had a bunch of hash so i came home and i was like well you know what the show's in like three hours i'm good i'm just gonna pack this bowl and you know so i got into what did i say? i think it was that black flow and you know the sticky icky one so i burned that stuff off and just passed the fuck out in the chair man
3: oh the the, yeah, the finger hash
1: yeah dude hash. You know, that flow one that was crazy god that's aged that's that's at least
3: 18 months old that's 12 yeah that's like 12 to 18 months old probably
1: yeah it was that and then it was the uh house blend from 2018 that got me so it was a mixture of those two things there's like a ton
3: of yeah there was like a ton of uh
1: wi-fi og
3: and oh geez all kinds of stuff in that
1: That the flavor on that bowl was just fucking amazing man
6: I absolutely laughed my ass off, Skilbo, when you got in chat and you did say it was because you were in a hash coma. Like I was. was I weird. admitted
1: being the coma guy, dude. I knocked my damn self out. So, never, ever underestimate the power of I'm, hash, my friends.
7: I'm just happy that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, you should have seen cool our nervous.
1: chat. Dude, I had a search party. Yeah, man. You had a search
4: party. Red, Red called it out, though. Who was that? He said, he, he said you are in a hash coma. He I just smokes I, I, I so know much. What, I
3: know what I gave him. I gave him a bunch of sleepers. He, he wanted all the <laughs> bunch sleepers. Of sleepers. He wanted it all. He wanted, he just uh, think he
1: wanted it, he all, it all. Offer
3: him reds. He took all the blacks, man. Yeah. Tommy
1: said you deserved it.
3: Here, one. take these, man. Don't take those. You don't want
2: this, do we?
1: Dude, I just have a very eclectic taste when it comes to cannabis. I mean, I can appreciate everything. And, uh, you know, I... I go through, just like every one of you do, we go through things where we're like, man, I'm really about this flavor right now. But then you kind of start getting burned out and you go another way. But there's that one consistent thing that you go for. And for me, it's something that I can use for insomnia and pain medication. So, you know. Would you say I, that you go your own way, Scobo? You know it. And I'm not going to sing it either. I don't have that have range anymore.
5: That- <laughs> Scobo, have you tried out motor breath?
1: No, but anything breath knocks me the fuck out, dude.
5: Yeah, it's just like a knockout for sure, man.
1: Yeah, I grew um, false teeth out by Dungeon Vault Genetics years ago. And, you know, I, I, dude, I smoke a lot all during the day. And I'm not trying to use it as like, I smoke a lot during the day. But I'm just saying that. I So I would get to the point where I would smoke a half of a decent joint of this shit. And it would knock me the fuck out. And, you know, this was probably, I don't know, maybe... Four or five years ago, so right around when I feel cannabis really turned a corner and changed in in the way that it is. Y- you all have your own, you know, period where you're like, "Holy shit, this is the first thing that's really different." That's, you know. Anyway, stoned. Prince is still trying to dab, so I'm trying to just talk for just a second more, and I've ran out of steam on
5: him. Oh, you did a great job. I've had that false teeth, man. That's a, a funky, gassy one. It's- it's something different. I got it from a dispensary when I was visiting uh, Colorado with family. I got that in peanut butter breath. And yeah, that was one that just always, it stuck with me, man. It had this weird, like,
1: indescribable flavor.
5: Ass. Yeah. <laughs> and like antiquiness to it. I don't
1: know. <laughs> oh, I think you just know the antiquiness. <laughs> like
5: straight up some some old old teeth or something. I don't know the old false teeth grandma and grandpa's house I don't
1: know <laughs> it's like an <the> old library <laughs> musty books
5: yep but yeah the peanut butter breath was a standout also stoked I got uh, some peanut butter crunch seeds to pop right now a friend you get those Uh, That was from Thug Pug.
4: Yeah, I just had. I just had some uh, Farmer Freeman's come back on uh, peanut butter breath. We had two of them tested, and they came back male. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, What can you do?
8: Cool
4: We have one uh, other one that was real uh, scraggly and looked funny, so we didn't test that one. So uh, maybe this one will be a female. Did you kill your males already, or do you still we have did. them? Yeah, we don't have room for that shit. When two go down,
8: two new ones start. So.
2: <laughs> like Drizzle says, I want a peanut butter breath male. I was thinking sorry. the same thing. Yeah, that be a cool one I to breed with. Get more. It would have been a cool one to breed with. Mich- Michigan breeder, he retired or whatever, right? Yeah. I don't think he's doing it anymore,
5: right? I was gifted a cut of the peanut peanut butter breath, and I'm pretty excited to grow out.
6: I want the peanut butter yeah. souffle, Ray.
3: Yeah, I'm going to pop some more of those, man. Uh, As soon as I can get my propagation set up, you know, the whole fluence fiasco, find out about that on the late sesh, Monday nights at 11 p.m. Yeah, man. I'll get into that one tomorrow night, I suppose. I'll just do a quick little plug. But, yeah, man, once uh, once I can actually get my my uh, propagation finally set up, I can start popping some seeds. I just don't want to do it in the environment that I'm propping in right now. My mom's, everything's just, you know. Finally got a little bit better light in there with the LED replacements from the T5s. So they're, they're doing all right. Um, You know, I'm going to have to feed a little heavier because now they – require it with the extra lighting so you know it's all about you know just like the seasons change gotta change up everything again so but i gotta get used to it anyways because i'm gonna be bumping up all my all my uh elect well what ppfd or whatever it is all the lighting once i move into the production so i got a fluence razor x that came in last week and just had some issues so Might end up being a couple more weeks. But besides, I have to finish building out the room, put some shelves in, and figure out the hydroponics and everything. So it'll be a little bit, but eventually uh, I'll get through it and I'll hopefully document it all. So there
2: are definitely
6: some issues,
3: to say the least. Some issues. (laughs) We'll get into some details tomorrow night, though.
6: Definitely uh, want to cut, though, when you get that going. That one right there, like I I praise your your rainbow driver all day, that PV souffle. That's just a notch above that one. That was amazing. There's
3: twelve, like, dude. It was like a fourteen pack of fen beans. So it, I mean, I only popped like two or three of them, and the first two or three that I popped were pretty fire. The there was a, there was two of them that were pretty similar. They uh, they had that purple punch kind of look to the trichome density, the, you know, just the color of it. Kind of had the, it was like purple punch leaning. But then that one, I don't know if it's a lava cake leaner or what it is, but I definitely had more of like, a, if you want to call it a peanut butter, like flavor essence to it, if you will, it was just peanut really nutty. It was yeah. yeah, it was really gassy, really nutty. Uh, You know, the the candied grapes that I have almost reminds me of it, but it just like there's an undertone of it somewhere. There's a, there's a flavor profile that, that it has that I like about it, but... It's not it. So, I mean, I have 12 more seeds of the um, PB fillet to hunt through, so we'll see. I'm going to I'm gonna pop up quite a few of them. I have a handful of archive packs to play with as well, so I got a good, decent phenol hunt that I'm going to get through. Uh, it was supposed to be my spring-summer phenol hunt, but it's going to be my summer-fall phenol hunt. If I can ever get this uh, propagation finished up, but that's the plan. So, finish prop and start popping seeds. Finish prop phenol hunt.
8: It's 10.58.
4: I guess we'll get out of here. Do so you want to have any final words before we do our... Uh... Uh, well, next weekend is our grow-off turn-in. Are you planning on a show next weekend? I was going to mention that during the show. I was
2: going to say, it kind of goes without saying that we'll probably miss the show next weekend, next Sunday. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I would
4: figure that that's what's going to happen
1: you' be on the road
4: we'll be gone fishing gone fishing well I knew that you knew that we're just relaying it to everybody else right nice setup
1: nice. Dan yeah thank you uh-huh.
2: Dan. I forgot to mention that we may go live from the grow off we do have Wi-Fi and stuff there so we should be able to do that that'd be cool uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll be able to do that set up a camera or something at least
0: maybe we could hang out a little bit on a late session on Monday nights. Make up for missing Sunday.
1: Oh, come one come, one come Wake off. and bake on Thursday. I like oh, he tried to the get the late out. Session we yeah. did too. Spartan has always yeah. got the late session. We can't artificially inflate these late morning.
2: session numbers.
4: fish posh.
3: <laughs> Jump in on an uh, early morning if you want me to.
4: Hell yeah, Red. Right. I'd be honored. Yeah. It would be amazing. We have uh, a yeah, potential
2: take over. guests for the
1: morning
2: show coming up. We do. <laughs> you cracked me up. Right. I
4: see it. I see it.
3: All right, Red. Red, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Instagram at Red Sutter Fox. You can find me right here on YouTube and uh, here with the Michigan Bro Show when uh, Late Sesh, Monday nights, 11 p.m. Frugal Force. Cheers. Thank Mark you, and roll, Red. everybody. Have a great night. Take
4: man, Dan. Take man, Dan. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me here at Michigan Grove's Grove Show. You can find me Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Wake and Bake with
8: the Grove. And cameo appearances on the latest.
1: Absolutely.
4: Whenever they show up, right?
8: <laughs>
1: Dan is on tomorrow night.
4: I am. I'll be there tomorrow. We'll we'll have some fun and some
6: laughs and smoke some Red Setter hash. I've been saving better. I made you a special intro just for you, Dan. Right on, man. I'll be there for sure. Like I I you need high. to get a
0: special intro for ball like some guy sleeping or
1: something. Advanced <laughs> <laughs> Van Skillbow? That plays What's off the doing, age man. and the sleep, huh? that's you better
6: watch it, man. That's Skill Diesel over there. He'll can you know. anchor a face yeah. onto a pillow?
2: Have it bounce around? <laughs> it can be done. Right on. Hey, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Spartan Grown, where can we find you, man?
0: You can find me at uh sorry, I was distracted. Tommy I just got st- <laughs> Streamland strikes. Streamlab strikes again. Timed out somebody else. Tommy I mean, knock uh, it off, dude. <laughs> you probably used the period. They hate the periods. Uh you can find me on Instagram at Spartan Grown <laughs> and uh right here at the Mr. Gros Grow Show. Uh Mr. Yeti Stash, where can
4: everyone
2: find you?
5: You can find me on Instagram, Yeti Stash. You could also find me here on the Michigan Rose Grow Show. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, uh, everybody for tuning in. Cheers, everybody.
6: Polish Farms in Missy. Polish Farms, you can find me on IG, YouTube, and wherever you see MBGS Productions.
7: Miss um, Cantaloupe, you can find me on Instagram and uh, hopefully I'll be able to be here most Sunday nights. I'm really excited to get to hang out with some of you guys next Sunday. So really looking forward to that. And uh, thanks everyone for coming out tonight.
6: And may the frugal force be with you.
1: Thank you guys. Skill boat. What do you think, sir? I think it's been another good show. I want to say thanks to everybody in chat for dropping the knowledge right along with us. I learned a lot from you guys. And uh, I'm looking forward to next Sunday, 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 for the Grow Off, and it's going to be all about growers' love and some really good cannabis. So, until next time, I'm Skobo1 on Instagram, Skibble 17 on here. See you all in the late Sesh tomorrow night at 11pm. Yep, I
2: just wanted to say thank you again for the the support, uh, financial do- donations, people that have joined as members, patrons. It's just the first. Um, all that stuff helps drive the show forward. So we'll have stuff like the GoPro that we use to film stuff at the uh, Grow Off. And uh, yeah, we just really appreciate that stuff. So thank you guys for that. I'm gonna share the uh, the intro again so you can laugh as uh, exit to this thing. Thank you for joining us.